Hello and welcome to the Hormones in Harmony podcast. I'm your host, Vivian Allred, naturopathic nutritional therapist and hormone enthusiast. If you want to learn how to rebalance your female hormones, regulate your menstrual cycle and reclaim your vitality, then you are in the right place. Each week I will be delving into different conditions such as PCOS, endometriosis, infertility, hypothyroidism, acne and hair loss. Stay tuned for interviews with expert guests, Q&As and solo episodes that are all intended to help you move from hormonal chaos to hormonal harmony. If you'd like to submit a question for me to answer on the podcast, then you can email them to hormonesinharmony at gmail.com. The information shared on this podcast is intended for educational purposes only and is not designed to replace the advice of your health practitioner. That said, let's get into today's episode. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Hormones in Harmony podcast. Today I'm talking all about AHCC, a supplement that you might not be aware of but you should know about, and HPV with my guest Mimi Lindquist, who is nicknamed the Mushroom Queen. So Mimi, for those who don't know, is a culinary nutrition expert, AHCC educator, and the host of the Medicine podcast, which focuses on expansion for body, mind, and relationships. Mimi teaches people every day via online courses, social media, and her podcast, how to incorporate more medicinal mushrooms into their life in easy and delicious ways. She believes the dynamic intelligence of mushrooms belong in all of us. So she has committed herself to being a link from clinical research to the public to help others take radical ownership of their health. So welcome to the podcast, Mimi. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. And I would love to know a little bit more about your health journey or what got you interested in medicinal mushrooms and why you became the mushroom queen. Yeah, um, it's a sort of long story that started way back in 2016. Um, So I will give you sort of the bullet point condensed version. Um, So it started in uh, really where it started was in 2016 after my divorce. And I had had some health issues kind of leading up to uh, divorce, maybe, you know, some skin issues. I was kind of, my period wasn't super regular, but nothing blaring yet. And after our divorce, um, you know, sometimes you don't realize when you're in it, how stressful and sort of traumatic it can be for your body, for your psyche, for your soul. And it was definitely that for me. And a lot of it was self-induced, I will say. It wasn't necessarily from my partner. It was it was coming from, you know, internally. And um, over the course of the next year, um, after our divorce, I was working a very active job as a dental hygienist. Um, you're, you know, moving around, walking with patients, a lot of thinking, you gotta be mentally sharp, you gotta be on your toes. And then I was also, you know, doing the typical kind of orthorexic route of working out super high intensity, eight days a week, lifting, cardio, high intensity stuff, then also my active job. And then as well, I was eating super, super clean, right? I was never like anorexic or not, you know, starving myself or anything like that. But I was in this sort of uh, phase where I was trying on everything I would learn about in different health podcasts, right? So you listen to Ben Greenfield Fitness and he talks about intermittent fasting and you're like, I guess I need to start intermittent fasting. I guess I need to shorten my eating window down to six or seven hours, right? 
Well, for women, obviously, I'm sure you know this, but that can be really taxing on the body. And so I did that for about a year. I was intermittent fasting, like just straight through. This is like taking a, a, what could be a healthy habit to the extreme, which is sort of the definition of orthorexia. And so in that, I, you can imagine what happened to my hormones. They just tanked. I had zero estrogen and this was, I, I was 27 at the time and my hair was falling out. My skin was blowing up in acne. Um, I couldn't digest any food. I would literally like regurgitate my food back up because I had zero stomach acid. Um, I had a rash on half of my body that was completely unexplained um, for about six months. No doctor knew what it was, didn't know where it came from, tried all these different fungal creams and pills, nothing touched it. There was just a lot that my body was, it was screaming at me really. And, you know, when you're getting external feedback, from, oh my gosh, girl, you look so great. Look at those abs popping. Oh my gosh, you're so lean. You're so this, you're so that. You look great in a swimsuit. That can kind of mess with your mind. And even though you have these internal things, like I had these, my body was screaming at me. Like I said, when you have that external feedback, it can really be this like, oh, but what do I do? Who am I if I don't have this, you know, admiration or this attention, right? And I finally got to the place where I was in the shower one day and like a full like clump of my hair fell out and I just like fell to the floor and I was so, I was just at my wits end. I was like, I was a health coach at this time. I was helping women like lose weight. <laughs> I could do that, but I couldn't figure out why my body was like, felt like it was kind of betraying me. It was like kind of turning on me and I, I didn't know why. And so I just, I, I will never forget that moment in the shower. I was just like, I got to figure this out. So from that point, I really took a different approach towards my health. I started really trying to listen to my body instead of working out two days, two days, two times a day. I was like, okay, I, I need an extra hour of sleep. I'm going to sleep until six instead of five or whatever. And so I really started listening to my body. And once I started listening to my body and actually like giving my body what I thought it was asking for, you know, being a little like, like uh, opening up the eating window and letting go of the weights for like six weeks and just doing walking and yoga, just being like kinder to my body. I really started to notice a difference. Um, things started to clear up. Now it wasn't overnight and it wasn't, I wasn't like cleared after a week. It really took the course. It really took like a lot of trial and error on my part over the course of the next year. So in that year, I completely flip-flopped my life. I stepped away from dental hygiene. I broke up with my long distance boyfriend. Um, I moved back home. I was living in Seattle at the time and I moved back home to my uh, hometown of Spokane, Washington and moved back in with my parents at 28, 29 years old, which was like, it was kind of weird, but it was also like, I knew that I needed it. And so I had this like excitement knowing that I was going into this, really wanting to work on myself, my soul, and to heal not only my body and my skin, my digestion, my relationship with food and exercise, but also like really, if I'm being honest, my, my soul. And so I went into that year, went through the Academy of Culinary Nutrition and 
I went through that year and things just started rapidly changing for me. I just noticed that I felt different from the inside out. And it really took me completely stepping away from my life really to focus on me like here and here. And um, I really felt like I was getting to a better place, not only from a health standpoint, but also from a psychological standpoint, emotional, relational, spiritual, like everything. So I kind of like dived headfirst into kind of transformation and it was very concentrated in about a two year time span. And in that frame of time, I, um, which I'm sure we'll get into a little bit more, but I was really diving deep into the research on medicinal mushrooms and I was incorporating them into my life. And I also was really going deep and starting to educate people on AHCC, which comes from shiitake mushrooms. And I was just diving into the research books and clinical papers. And I was just like, how have I never heard of this before? It is so wonderful, so powerful. How have I never heard of this before? And um, the rest is history there. Like I, that was the kind of the tipping point of me just like, people need to know about this. And that was in 2018. And I haven't stopped educating people on HCC since. <laughs> Wow, what a story. We have a lot of similar things happen as well. I'm sure a lot of the listeners can relate because it's such a common trigger that overexercising, undereating aspects. And same with me, I wasn't intentionally undereating. Um, I just was trying to eat healthy or what I believed was healthy, like a, a salad or the low calorie mm-hmm. packs of snacks or whatever. And I have a bit of an obsessive personality. I don't know if you're the same, where if I'm getting physically um fitter and i'm getting compliments then what turns from four days a week at the gym is like back-to-back classes every single day um and yeah it's perpetuated by the compliments which um i try to not compliment people anymore on their appearance because i understand that just because you look healthy doesn't mean that internally or metabolically you are healthy yeah so yeah lots Mm -hmm. of crossover there with our journeys um Interesting to um, hear about the rash on one side of the body. Have you looked into like the energetic side of things? Because it depends on which side it's on, but sometimes like the left side of the body, any symptoms on there can represent the feminine side of the body, mm-hmm. either like you're not in touch with the feminine or... You... It was actually my lower half. So it, was ah, like, it kind okay. of like started like mm-hmm. at my, right, like around my uh, midsection and was like down around my, mostly my stomach and then like my, my thighs and a little on my calves, but mostly concentrated to the midsection of my mm. body. So that's what I meant by half. Okay. It wasn't on my face or arms or anything. It was just, it was so bizarre. And I still, to this day, I don't, I just relate it to my body was not digesting and assimilating nutrients properly. Maybe it was trying to get rid of toxins through my skin. Um, I'm not really sure. I don't know if it had a fungal component. I tried all different types of fungal creams and things and, you know, I know now that that stuff doesn't necessarily isn't a long-term solution, but yeah. That's usually yeah, well, skin issues, something your body's trying to push out through the skin, which is yeah. like your largest organs. So if your liver is congested, if your bowels are backed up, then it was, it was probably it is going to push it out. That. Oh yeah. Combination yeah. of all. Yeah. Um, and I was wondering if you, again, looking back through your health journey, you feel like your career as a dental assistant or technician contributed potentially to some of the imbalances that you had because Um, I have read and just from clients that I work with it can be one of the most toxic um, careers or industries to work in 
So have you looked into things like mercury exposure or anything like that? Yeah, certainly there was some of that, um, I will absolutely say. So as a hygienist, I'm performing the cleanings. And so I'm not working directly with, you know, things like amalgam. I'm not assisting the doctor really. Um, so I mostly have my own patients. But in that, you're still using certain chemicals. The chemicals that the dentist is using, you know, two operatories down, there, those, um, you know, aerosols, they travel, they don't stay in one place. And so I can almost guarantee that, yes, that definitely had a, it was a contributing factor to my, maybe my stress buckets, right? My toxic load in my body that it was dealing with, where maybe if I was, you know, super holistic health oriented and I was doing all of the right things in my lifestyle, maybe my body could have handled that kind of stress of the mercury aerosols or the different chemicals or toxins that were in the air that I was breathing in every day, maybe it could have dealt with it better, but combined with everything that I was doing and all the stress I was putting on my body, like willingly, um, I don't think my body could handle it. And I got to that tipping point. So I think it very much had um, a, a direct effect kind of in the overflow of what my issues were. I think people forget these things because there was that for you, the trigger of the divorce, the stress and the exercise um, dieting side of things. But then everyone forgets what happened before that and what led to that moment. That's probably the straw that brought the camels back or when the toxic bucket starts to overflow. But they forget the dozens of antibiotics that they've been on, the diet that they grew up on, the bullying that they experienced or the trauma they had. And you still need to work on those things as well. And yeah, obviously um, the triggering event is important, but you also need to still look back further into the health history as well. But Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I believe that things like messages are sent our way and certain supplements you hear about. I always say if you hear about something at least three times, then start to pay attention to it. For me last year or maybe the year before, I started to hear a lot about mold exposure after never really learning about the dangers so then I looked into it further and it ended up being like a huge root cause factor for me same with Lyme disease I was just hearing it all over the place uh, popping up on social media or blog posts or webinar invites that I was getting access to and with your situation with the medicinal mushrooms do you do you remember the first time you heard about AHCC because even me as a nutritionist and practitioner um other than you, I didn't hear anyone else speak about it. And it wasn't in like the supplement um, recommendations and websites that I commonly use. Yeah. And um, I, so, yes, to answer your question, I do remember the first time I heard about it and it was actually in my dental office. So one, uh, it was the other hygienist patient, but she was, this hygienist um, was telling me about one of her patients that um, was diagnosed with HPV, human papillomavirus, later in life, in her like 50s, I think. And uh, her naturopath recommended this medicinal mushroom. I'm doing air quotes for those who aren't watching. Um, medicinal mushroom called AHCC. And I was like, at that time, I had been drinking like four stigmatic, kind of like very, very basic on the um, knowledge of medicinal mushrooms. And I was like, oh, you know, a mushroom, is it chaga? Is it reishi? Is it lion's mane? Cordyceps? Like those were the only four that I knew. And I was like, AHCC. I was like, I don't think that's a mushroom. And I got this little like, kind of like ego, like, you know, question, like, I've not heard of that. And so I, then I go and look it up and, you know, first I start on Google and it takes me to Amazon and I see some of the reviews that people, you know, just glowing reviews of, of their experience with it. 
And then I was like, huh, okay. So I keep digging, keep digging. And I come to the AHCC Research Association. And I was like, whoa, it has its own research association. Like for those who don't know, maybe um, for a, a medicinal, not even a medicinal mushroom supplement, but just uh, a functional medicine supplement in general, for it to have even one clinical study, like in vivo clinical trial, you know, double blind, placebo controlled, the gold, sta the gold standard of, of research, right? For it to even have one is incredible. That's remarkable. And at this time, when I looked back in 2017 or 2016, it had 20, over 20 in vivo clinical trials. And I was like, this is, this it could be like super legit and I need to dig further. So that's what kind of started my journey on really educating myself on how powerful this supplement, this food really, it's, it's registered as a, as a functional food, how powerful it is for us. So that was where I first heard about it. Why is it that we're not hearing about this? Why is it not like all over the, the newspapers and the media? Is it kind of similar to other things with the functional medicine world? It just gets suppressed and shut down because there's not a lot of pharmaceutical industries and things like that who can profit. Yeah, I mean, it is, it's not a, it's not a prescription medication. It's a functional food. And I have a few different theories on this. Yes, I think part of it is what you just described. Um, you know, companies don't want to mass produce uh, something that can be bought for, you know, 60 bucks online or 80 bucks online. They want to generate, it's all about the bottom line. And, and healthy people don't make money for these big corporations. I mean, we're seeing that played out all over the globe right now, this push for um, pharmaceuticals and there's no talk of anything else really. So if, if you're giving something that is going to help people get healthier, you're essentially making yourself, um, your, these companies are scratching out their purpose for existence, right? Yeah, they don't have any so repeat think, customers. If they get someone healthy, then they've lost right. the customer for life potentially. Right. And uh, I know that there is some controversy there, but I fully wholeheartedly, I mean, talk to any doctor who has kind of gone into the holistic naturopathic route, integrative medicine route, and they will tell you the same thing. They, they've been in both and they, they have seen both worlds behind the veil of both. So I think that there is some of that definitely. And then I also think, you know, with the name like AHCC, active hexose correlated compound, that's really hard. I think we'll refer to it <laughs> as HCC for the rest of the podcast, if right, you're okay with right. that. Right, right. And so, no, that's totally fine. Yeah, but I get all sorts of like, hey, um, I want to know more about your AC, AHVVC. Mm -hmm. Like, I get the wildest rec um, combinations of letters thrown at me. And I don't blame people. It's, it is hard to remember. So Deborah on the street, is she going to remember if she hears AHCC or active hexose correlated compound? Probably not. Is she going to even know what that means if she sees it at Whole Foods or at GNC or wherever she sees it on the shelf? Maybe not. Um, in our world, it's all about sexy marketing and buzzwords and keto on the label or paleo or vegan or these different badges, right? And that's kind of how people decide what's right for them is, is the name sexy? Does it have good marketing? Is the, does the bottle look legit? Like, it's less about the education of the product, which 
is why I've kind of stepped into this role. Um, there's no one really, el- no one else really that I've seen on Instagram or social media educating about AHCC because there is, there are hurdles um, to educating people on this, but I've kind of embraced them and just taken them on as like, yep, this is going to be part of my journey. And um, I'm willing to jump over these hurdles because I've seen such wild, incredible results from people using us and incorporating it in in their life, including my own. I definitely want to hear about all the benefits and everything, but I think we should start with the basics. What exactly is HCC? You said it's a maybe an extract or a compound from shiitake mushroom. So yeah, what what is it and what are some of the, the benefits? Yeah, so it comes from shiitake mushrooms. And so I say that um, it's not a mushroom in and of itself. And to really go deeper into this, we need to understand a little bit of the anatomy of the mushroom or the fungal organism, right? So there's over 20,000 different types of mushrooms. That is the fruiting body. When we say mushroom, we're talking about the little umbrella shaped structure that pops up through the grass or wherever in the forest. Um, that's the fruiting body. And a lot of medicinal mushroom products are made from the fruiting body. And those are great. They have their own set of benefits. Below the ground is called the mycelium, the mycelia. And this is kind of like the root-like structure. It's the network of intelligence. It's kind of like the internet of the forest (laughs) or really the earth. When you step outside, every, every square foot of earth that you step on has over 300 miles of these, what's called mycelium. These are one cell thick structures. They're like hairs and they grow in all three dimensions. And what they do is they basically send and receive nutrients and intelligence to plants, to obviously the the fungal structure, to the mushroom that's popping up, the fruiting body, but also to trees and flowers and plants. They really are this um, this, uh, hub, I would say, of intelligence and nature. So we're packing that all in. So it's more than just roots. It's really like the um, neural network and the immune system of the fungal organism kind of combined into one. So it's, it's the most intelligent part of the, the fungal organism. So these Japanese researchers in the late 80s understood this and they wanted to study it. So they, um, they basically patented this process of culturing the mycelia of the shiitake mushroom. Shiitake mushrooms have been used for thousands and thousands of years in traditional Chinese medicine um, for a host of different benefits for the body. So these Japanese researchers really kind of um, honed in on that intelligence of the mycelium of shiitake and they culture it now. It comes from one source in Japan. So they have a patent on the procedure of the, the culturing process. And so then they've now they've encapsulated it and they've made it available to you know the public but really their their main area of working has been in you know medical hospitals teaching organizations and clinical research so it has over 34 years now it started in 1989 um, uh, of, of research clinical research behind it and it is the most clinically researched functional food in the world. So although it's not 
mainstream to you and I, well, to me, <laughs> now you, but to, I would say the average person on the street, it's been used widely in all over the world in over a thousand different cancer clinics um, for, you know, everything from skin disorders to stage four cancer, to HPV, to Lyme disease, to epilepsy. Um, and we can get into why that is, but it, it, the, the way that it works in the body is it's really supportive of the entire physiology. So that's why it works for so many different conditions and diseases in the body. So would you say that it has pretty much all the regular benefits of medicinal mushrooms like shiitake, but just more, just like elevated, like the adaptogenic yeah, it, properties and the immune supportive and anti-inflammatory, mm -hmm. all of that? With AHCC, yes, there's three main buckets of benefits that I discuss. There's, you know, a laundry list of benefits, but the three main that I want people to come away with is immune intelligence. So AHCC, like other medicinal mushrooms, have this ability to regulate or modulate the immune system. So that means that when you hear someone say like, oh, medicinal mushrooms boost the immune system, it's like, well, that's, that's not quite true. They're adding more intelligence to your immune system so that your body can do what it's supposed to in regulating. So someone with an auto, autoimmune disorder like rheumatoid arthritis, they don't need a boost in their immune system. Their immune system, for whatever reason, is kind of on overdrive. It's, it's overactive, right? So we actually need it to be kind of uh, calmed down a bit. And then in the case of someone with like HPV or cancer, they do need their immune system to kind of boost and to increase and to amp up, right? So it has this ability to go into the body and assess what you need specifically for your body's imbalances. So that's the first is immune intelligence. The second is it helps lower systemic inflammation in the body by directly lowering C-reactive protein or CRP. So if someone goes to their doctor and gets a full blood panel, the doctor is going to look at uh, this blood marker, CRP, to kind of get an overall picture of, of what, what level is your total inflammation in your body at. And inflammation can be a good thing, you know, acute inflammation. If you sprain your ankle, you want that inflammation. But kind of this low level, steady, chronic inflammation that comes from our air, our water supply, glyphosate, toxins, stress, all of that, we don't need that chronic stress and inflammation in the body, right? We don't need any more stress. So it helps regulate and um, lower those levels of CRP. The third um, major benefit is it helps regulate stress hormones in the body like cortisol. So if somebody's just go, go, go all the time and they're really out of balance, they're not managing their lifestyle very well, they likely will have kind of out of balance uh, cortisol or just kind of chronically high cortisol, or maybe it spikes at night and it dips when it should be, you know, raised. So HCC has the ability to kind of regulate stress hormones like cortisol in the body. So you've got immune intelligence, lowering inflammation and regulating stress hormones. Um, and I can't think of one, you know, condition or disease in the body that isn't related to one or all of those things in immune system inflammation and stress exactly they're the drivers of all disease whatever symptom you have is there anyone so i is it safe to say that it 
is there really any symptom that it, it doesn't help or is there anyone who shouldn't take it? Any conditions where it's contraindicated? Yeah, I'll start with the contraindications. So um, I would say I get a lot of questions around pregnancy, nursing, breastfeeding, things like that. And this is always up to, I can't give direct medical advice. You've got to talk to your doctor and ultimately it's up to the mom. It's up to how comfortable she is. Does she know about medicinal mushrooms and how they work in the body? Um, what is she dealing with? Is she trying to clear HPV before she has a baby? Like there's so many questions that you need to ask. So I won't say it's contraindicated, um, but of course there haven't been studies on pregnant women that's kind of considered unethical at this point um, with certain medications. Um, so definitely talk to your doctor. Um, but I will say that many women have used AHCC while trying to conceive, while pregnant and while nursing, my sisters included, and everyone's been healthy and beautiful and wonderful. And I can also say that when, if or when I ever get pregnant, I, I currently take about 1.5 grams a day. I likely won't change that at all unless I'm tuning into my body and my body tells me like, no, you don't need it right now. But um, so I can say those things. I can't say yes, you should or no, you shouldn't. Um, the only other contraindication is, is uh, a lot of people take it um, who have a, a cancer diagnosis and they're always talk to your doctor, always, you know, keep your doctor apprised of any new functional foods that you're bringing in. Uh, don't be surprised if they've never heard of AHCC um, just because they haven't heard of it. That doesn't negate the 30 plus years of clinical research behind it. So what I recommend to people is if you are interested in taking it for whatever condition that you have and you wanna to talk to your doctor about it, go to, the, go to ahccresearch.com. I think it's actually ahcc.net. Go there, print off some of the clinical research and physically bring it to your doctor. So they can't just write it off as like, oh, I never heard of it, there's no value in it, right? some doctors are kind of positioning themselves that way. Hopefully people have a doctor where they're like, oh my gosh, that sounds really interesting. Let me look that up. I found the majority of patients who, or people who come to me don't have that experience with their doctor. So I always say, print it out, bring it to your doctor. Um, so the contraindication there would be um, certain medications. Uh, it's not going to hurt you, but it could lower the effectiveness. I think Zofran, and uh, there's another chemotherapy drug that it could lower the effectiveness of it. So just being in talks with your doctor and if people have direct questions, they can always email me. Do you love coffee, but have been told it's bad and needs to be avoided if you're struggling with hormone imbalances like acne, PMS and period problems? Honestly, most coffee out there should be avoided because the majority are contaminated with things like mold and pesticides which can drive inflammation and those feelings like anxiousness and jitteriness after drinking. But what if I told you there was a coffee option that tastes great, is organic and mold free, and also provides healing properties from reishi mushroom spores? Enter Organo King Coffee, my latest obsession. I didn't drink it for years because it would always wreck my sleep and leave me feeling like an anxious mess. But King Coffee does the exact opposite. Don't worry, it's not one of those fake coffee alternatives made from herbs. And if you've tried other mushroom coffee brands out there, I promise this one actually tastes good and is way better and provides so many more health benefits. If you haven't already heard of the benefits of reishi mushroom or Ganoderma, then let me give you a quick overview. 
It's known as the king of medicinal mushroom family due to its superpowers such as supporting healthy immune balance and being an adrenal adaptogen. This means if your immune system is overactive due to autoimmunity or suppressed because of things like chronic infections and you're not really sure if your cortisol levels are high or low, Laurasia can help to balance things out and it promotes homeostasis within the body. It's also antibacterial, antiviral, antifungal, anti-inflammatory, pretty much everything that we want from a product. Because of its potency, I'd recommend starting slowly if you're someone who's struggling with more complex chronic health issues or is sensitive. If you're thinking, why can't I just take a reishi mushroom supplement? Good question. Organo use a patented process to gently crack the inner and outer shell, offering 99% bioavailability of the reishi mushroom spores. I also explain this as being like the differences with probiotics, the regular lactobacillus, bifidobacterium options that we can all buy readily in health food shops have some benefit, but nowhere near as much as the spore-based probiotics that I use all the time with clients. Wanting to give Organo King Coffee a try for yourself? Visit vivanaturalhealth.myorganogold.com. This will all be spelled out and linked in the episode show notes and also my bio link on Instagram. I really hope you love it as much as I do, but now let's get back to the show. And in terms of success stories, I'm sure you get messages all the time with you having, am I right, you have your own um, product of HCC? Yeah, I do. It's called Immune Intel, AHCC. You can probably guess why I chose Immune Intel, because ultimately we're adding intelligence to the body's immune system, which we're finding out over the last two years that it's that's critically important year-round, not just during a, a certain scent of flu season or whatever. So yeah, Immune Intel AHCC is my uh, private label that I uh, provide for people. And um, success stories. I could fill a whole hour with them probably, <laughs> but aside from the clinical research, there's a lot of success stories. I actually have my book here. Um, it's called The, uh, the Medical Breakthrough. Have you seen this book? No. Okay. No, and I was gonna ask medical you later in the episode, do you have a book recommendation? So that one seems perfect. Yeah, it's uh, The Medical Breakthrough in Natural Immunotherapy. If anyone is interested, I mean, it's, per it's very small, but it is packed full of studies, research, the history, the safety, the efficacy, all of that. If you're genuinely interested in it, pick up this book on Amazon. It's like 10 bucks. And um, you, you can also you know, show people if you have like, oh my gosh, my dad or my uncle just got diagnosed with cancer. Um, it's, it, most of the research has been around cancer. So there's incredible stories. I'm talking like stage four, horrible diagnosis, horrible prognosis, and, you know, months to live. And then some angel introduces them to AHCC, they get on a high dose, and they go back to the doctor months later, and the doctor's like, uh, we can't find your cancer. So there are stories like that, you know, pancreatic cancer, brain tumors, stomach cancer, ovarian cancer, breast cancer, all different types of cancers. Um, and then as, as far as my own uh, interaction with, with people, you know, telling me their stories. I recently, let's see, this was, I guess, last year, um, a woman had bought AHCC for her dad, who I think was in his 60s, who was diagnosed with stage four uh, prostate cancer. And it really wasn't a good prognosis. Um, they started him on some hormone treatments. I think he got like a shot once every other month or something. And then the only other thing that he was on was AHCC. And after I wanna say six or seven months, 
she texted me. I had given her my number because I wanted her to have access to me if she had questions. She texted me and just said, hey, Mimi, I just wanted to let you know that today we're celebrating because my dad had his last scan you know, this week and the doctor said he's in remission of stage four prostate cancer. And that, I just like lost it. <laughs> I was like, I was so overjoyed. Like those stories are just like rocket fuel to my soul of staying with this and staying with the education and providing it for people and, you know, working around the supply chain issues in this crazy world that we live in now. Like I, I can't not talk about this after I've heard from people. And those are very kind of dramatic stories, but there's also everything from, you know, skin issues like psoriasis and eczema, um, um, hydrogenitis supportiva. I don't know if you know what that is. I didn't know about it until someone messaged me and said, hey, will it work for HS? It's hydrogenitis supportiva. And I had to Google it. I was like, I don't even know what that is. And I, I said, maybe, I don't know, try it. It's so safe. It's literally, you know, comes from mushrooms. Try it and, and let me know, come back to me and let me know so I can tell other people who, who may come to me in the future. And if, if, if no one knows what hydrogenitis supportiva is, I'm going to say HS. <laughs> they don't know what HS is. It's, it's this horrible skin disorder where you get these boils and they fill with pus and they sort of like explode on your body. And this woman had them kind of on her thighs and her like nether regions. And it was really impacting her life to the point where she didn't even want to be intimate with her husband. And it was really, really just kind of like ruining her life to use her words. And she started using um, AHCC. And after a month, she said like, this is life-changing. Like I have seen so much progress in just a month of using this. Um, also people will start taking it for maybe HPV or Lyme or an autoimmune disorder. And they come back to me and they'll say like, yeah, it's helping this, but also, holy crap, my skin is the clearest it's ever been, or my hormones are balanced, or, oh my gosh, I got my period back, or holy crap, I've been, wait I've been trying to get pregnant for two years, and I've been on this for a month, and I'm pregnant now. So I can't claim any of those things that it will work 100% of the time for what I just laid out, but it's because it's helping your body get into balance. And when the body is balanced from head to toe, or even just more balanced, it feels safer. It feels safe to heal. Your body does the healing. AHCC does not do the healing. AHCC helps your body get into balance. So your body can do what it's supposed to do and heal or get pregnant <laughs> or clear your skin, right? So when you get the body into balance and when you're supporting the entire physiology, the body knows what to do. It's just, we have so many things coming at us from every angle, food, water, air, stress, all of that, that it's sometimes hard to get into that balanced state. And, and sometimes we do need help from supplements and that's what AHCC does. No, I agree. The body wants to heal. It's constantly like these symptoms that we experience are just your body's messages and it's trying to get back into balance the whole time so there's obviously something getting in the way or it doesn't have enough of a certain thing and conditions like cancer it's often due to either a toxicity or a deficiency of some kind and that chronic inflammation that we were talking about before so even though those stories are really shocking and amazing I'm honestly not surprised um and yeah I totally um I totally believe that the HCC has been a huge driver 
of those improvements. In terms of the sourcing of AHCC, obviously your product is what you recommend, but because you said that it's all coming from the same place, was it in Japan that you said? Yes. Does yeah. it really matter yep. which product or brand name that we go for? Can we get something off Amazon or are the differences in terms of like the, the encapsulation or anything like that we need to be aware of with supplements? Yeah, um, you want to <clears throat> really... Um... You want to be careful with the sourcing because uh, there are some companies who will sprinkle AHCC, maybe 50 milligrams into their blend, right? It's an immune blend or an immune um, immune complex. system blend or whatever. Yeah, a complex. And they're putting a sprinkle so then they can put it on the label that it has AHCC in it but it's not enough to receive the benefits. You know, 50 milligrams is probably not gonna do anything for you. Um, you need, you know, the minimum dose, minimum is a gram. And so that's a thousand milligrams, right? So you really do wanna be careful with the sourcing. Um, don't just type in AHCC and pick the first one. Of course, I know my label is 100% AHCC and the capsules are 750 milligrams. So with two capsules, you're getting a really good low maintenance kind of dose of 1.5 grams. That's what I take daily. Um, there is a brand that I can vouch for called Quality of Life. Um, and that is on Amazon. That's the only other brand that I would really recommend directly. Now, I do have other people, maybe they live in Australia or in the UK or wherever where I don't necessarily ship to. Um, they'll send me pictures on Instagram, like, hey, I found this brand, it doesn't look okay. And I will just honestly tell them like, it looks kind of sketchy or yeah, it looks okay. So an another thing you can look for is the trademark. So if they're using AHCC from the trusted source, it should have a little R with a circle around it. That means that they have been granted permission to use the, the patented AHCC. Now the dosage is different. So you want to be aware of the dose and how much AHCC they say they're putting into each capsule because that's very, very important. But if it's if it has that R registered trademark, then it is coming from the same place in Sapporo, Japan, um, which I actually had the pleasure of visiting in 2019 and got to see the whole operation and meet the, the founders and the people and everything. It was just, it was like a red carpet event for me. It was so wonderful. Um, but yeah, that's, that's around kind of the sourcing and dosing that you would want to be careful about. And can you think of any brands off the top of your head for those in the UK, for my UK listeners or? Um, well, if they can receive Amazon, if you can receive Amazon packages, then you, you should be able to get that quality of life brand. Um, but I, I don't know, uh, I don't know brands off the top of my head. Um, That's okay. Are you expanding but, your shipping services in the future? Is that something that you're working on down the line? Yeah, definitely. We do want to get to the point where we ship to the UK and to Australia because um, I know there are people who are, who are needing it and looking for it. Right now we ship um, just to North America um, because we've been kind of a smaller operation, but as we grow and as we continue to really like this last year, uh, with the pandemic and everything has been really a struggle with the supply chain, um, with more people understanding how important immune health is, the demand has skyrocketed. Um, and really the, the source in Japan, you know, they're, they've had to expand 
you know, a lot to accommodate for that increased demand. Then factories are shut down, you know, labs are shut down. There's a shortage on, you know, white bottles like this. So there's so many things that go into producing, you know, a product or a supplement that I think a lot of people, consumers don't understand that there's a lot of steps. And so we're, you know, for us, the medicine, we're working really, really hard with trying to get more AHCC in our door all the time. So if somebody does come to our website and it says out of stock, we do have a, a wait list and I would highly recommend getting on the wait list. And then we let you know as soon as it's back in stock via email or via text. I have a text line. And then that way, you know, immediately when it's back in stock, because it does go fast because there's people that are, you know, waiting for it. So um, I would definitely recommend getting on the wait list and uh, then you'll be the first to be notified when it's back in stock. Yeah, even after listening to this, I'm sure everyone's dying to try it, but please be patient and yeah, get the, get on the waiting list, but it'll be worth it'll be worth the wait, hopefully, and they see some results. But can you give us any more information on dosing? Um, so you mentioned like a, a very ma- uh, basic dose, like a starting dose, but in mm-hmm. some more complex cases like the Lyme disease, um, what what levels would you go up to and for how long is it safe to take long term? Yes. Yeah. I've been taking it every day for three plus years. My partner as well. Um, dosing. So if, if, if the person is just healthy and they want to just educate their immune system, give their immune system that education, that intelligence, then I would say two capsules, uh, which would be around uh, 1.5 grams is kind of the low maintenance, just everyday dose for someone who has say HPV. The clinical research has shown that the the most effective dose has been three grams a day. So that's four capsules, four of my capsules. So two in the morning and two in the evening. This is not per my recommendation. This is based off of clinical research where they took um, individuals, women who had high risk HPV for, and it was persistent, meaning it lasted longer than two years. Um, they had these individuals, I think 50 were in the study and over the course of six months, taking three grams a day for HPV, over 64% of them, it was cleared after six months of, of AHCC use. So that's huge. And that's not to say that, you know, the other women in the study didn't get it cleared. It might've just taken seven months or eight months or, you know, so everyone's different. There's not like a specific window because it also matters. What are you eating? How are you, you know, um, taking care of your mind? What are your relationships like? Uh, Do you have a connection with, you know, uh, something greater than yourself? There's all these things that affect our health that AHCC is great, but it's only one piece of the puzzle. So also keeping that in mind that if somebody starts taking AHCC and after a month for whatever condition, and they're like, I'm not seeing results. It's a good time to reflect back on what am I eating? Am I getting canola and vegetable oil and everything? Am I going through the, you know, fast food drive through five times a week? Am I in a, you know, chronic stress state? Does my body feel safe to heal is really a question that we need to be asking ourselves. So AHCC is a, is a great part of the puzzle, but it's only one piece of the puzzle. So then 
moving past something like autoimmune disorders and HPV, three grams is, is about the, it's called the therapeutic dose. So that's a great place to start if you're, you know, for you, like if you started taking AHCC, I would recommend to you, if you wanted to start slow, you could start with 1.5 grams and see how your body likes it and, you know, uh, titrate up a little bit. A lot of people just start with three grams and they're fine. Um, so that's what I would say. That's what I would recommend for you. Uh, there, there was a study with Lyme patients and after I think two months of taking three grams, 100% of the participants, their symptoms were partially or uh, completely ameliorated. So that's huge for people who Absolutely. have Lyme. Especially with that, that type of condition where there's not really any hope in the conventional field really. And sometimes chronic disease, chronic Lyme disease is even, isn't even recognized. So to have something even make a slight shift is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I've talked to so many people with Lyme, Christina Rice, where we were talking about her before you pushed record. She's one of my good friends and, and it, she's a bit of a skeptic because she's kind of one of those people that's like, I'll try anything and everything, but I'm not going to, you know, uh, promote it until I know that it works for me. And um, so she got to a point where she was like, this is life-changing. This has literally changed my life. And she didn't realize it until she, she purposefully like ran out. So she stopped taking it to see how it would affect her body. She was, she had mold and Lyme, um, you know, kind of a chronic type situation. And she said when she got off of it, all those symptoms came back and then she got back on it and it, it was helping again. So she knew like, okay, this is something my body is asking for. So that three grams is about the therapeutic dose that people can start with. Um, take it before meals on an empty stomach, split it up AM and PM. And then for someone, you know, if somebody has say stage three, stage four, or, or even just early stages of say like cancer, you can go up to, I think in clinical research, they went all the way up to nine grams, which is a lot, but you're, it's so safe when they, they conducted these safety studies on, you know, they do it on rats, right? Where any drug that's brought to market, they have to do these safety uh, trials to see, okay, at what dose does it start to become a problem? Does it start having harmful effects in the body? Whether that be whatever type of negative side effects or even death, right? Like toxic dose. And they got so high in these rat studies, basically, <clears throat> they had to essentially guess what the toxic dose would be because they got up to a mega dose of what would have been the equivalent of 600 grams Whoa. for a human. So <laughs> these poor mice, they're just getting fed and fed ACC. And I think they probably died of like too whatever. many, too many capsules in the gut as opposed to the actual <laughs> nutrient. All that to say, it's very safe. Now you don't need to be reckless with it or wasteful with it. And you, we all have different things going on in our body. I have heard from people that they'll start to take it. This is rare, but it has happened where, you know, we talk about these toxicity buckets or these stress buckets that get really full. And when they start to overflow, that's when we start to feel really crappy in life. And sometimes medicinal mushrooms, reishi is another one that can do this where it's, it's potent. And so it's going into these stress buckets and kind of stirring things up and it's getting things moving in you. And so sometimes that overflow of getting things moving and getting things out of you can sort of feel like crummy a little bit. It's not extreme, but someone could start taking it and 
because it's doing because it's potent in the body. Um, again, I said this is uh, rare, but it has happened where if somebody's toxicity buckets are really, really full, um, they can kind of feel this like detox effect, if that makes sense. But it is rare. Yeah, and it, it makes sense if you are giving your immune system more kind of tools to work with, it could recognize old viruses that have been lingering around for a while or start to upregulate your detox pathways because your inflammation levels are lower. And those two are like opposites. If you chronically inflamed, your detox pathways are going to be sluggish. So if you take the HCC mm-hmm. and that lowers, you're naturally going to start detoxing better, which long-term is ultimately good in terms of um, finding the root cause and fixing the underlying problems. But it can cause a temporary flare-up of symptoms or yeah. skin breakouts might happen. But long-term, it should be more manageable and ultimately help yeah. those things. Yep. Perfect. Exactly. I will definitely be trying it for myself. I will find from your your mentions of um, what to look for with the supplements and UK brands. I'm going to try it for myself. Having more complex issues with the mold and line. So I mean, if it helps me at this stage, I'm already doing pretty good. But I will I will be the guinea pig. I've tried everything else, so I will try this and give it a go. Um, and I will share my experience at one point or another, either on the podcast or on my Instagram, and I'll keep you posted as well. Um, but if I find yeah, a good a good source, I'll maybe check with you first, um, and then I'll include it in the show notes for any listeners in the UK. But if you're in the US, then definitely um, grab the immune intel from Mimi. Before we finish up, I want to ask you a little bit more about the HPV, because we were chatting before we hit record again. Um, I ask all my clients if they either currently have HPV or if they had it in the past, because I think it's an important um, sign. But a lot of women are very embarrassed about it sometimes, or it's a taboo subject, which I don't really see the reason why. And I'm sure that you agree. But what exactly is HPV? You've mentioned it a few times throughout this episode. And yeah, you've, you mentioned how it could potentially be um, helped by the AHCC. But is there anything else that we can do to help clear it naturally? So when I came back from uh, Japan, I had sat for two days in, in um, a presentation of all this different clinical research. And what really like stuck out to me after all of this research was uh, the trials around HPV. I already mentioned them a little bit, but I was like, and this is how I first got introduced to HCC is talking about someone's experience with HPV and that it did help her in fact clear this, this uh, virus. So I, I had, I was always interested in it from the beginning, but I didn't know how common and how rampant it was for people. Um, and so when I started looking into it, you know, there's 14 million new cases of HPV, human papillomavirus, per year, diagnosed per year. There's over 80 million Americans, not just women, Americans dealing with it, and whether they know it or not. And I say, you know, not just women, because there is no, there is currently no test for men. Like even if a man goes in and gets a full like STD, like, uh, you know, screenshot of tests for, for different um, sexually transmitted diseases, there's no test for HPV. So even if he says, no, I'm clean, I don't have it. And a woman goes and gets a pap smear and says, okay, this pap smear is coming back, you know, a little irregular, let's do an HPV test. And they find out, okay, there is um, HPV here or it is positive. Now it's on the woman, right? And she could have gotten it from her first sexual partner, right? There is this stigma around HPV that I'm, I'm working so hard to kind of tear down because women who are ashamed about something, whether that be HPV or whatever about their history, 
they don't want to talk about it. And that's a dangerous place when it's connected to your health, because if you don't want to talk about it, you're not necessarily asking people about, hey, have you ever had this? What did you do for it? Is there anything that you've heard that can help? Like people are just so hush hush about it. And I under understand because there is this negative sort of connotation. And what I hear from women is, oh my gosh, I just found out I have HPV. I feel so gross. I feel so dirty. I feel like tainted. I feel like my body is, has um, betrayed me is what they, what they feel like. And that's a really kind of dangerous place to be is in this place where my body has betrayed me and your body is working so hard for you 24 seven. And to be in that space where you're not fully being appreciative of your body only perpetuates disease, right? So with HPV, it's so common. And we really need more education around how to, yes, HPV can be cleared by the immune system naturally without any extra supplements. Um, you could be positive for HPV and then go back the next year for a pap smear and it can be gone. That happens. But a lot of times women have it recurring year after year after year, whether it's two years or five years or 10 years, and they don't know what else they can do to get rid of this thing. Maybe they're trying to get pregnant or maybe they don't even feel like they can date, or maybe they're just like scared to tell their partner or whatever it is. Um, HCC can be a tool to help. Again, we're informing, we're educating the immune system. It's increasing those immune cells um, to really go in and do what they're supposed to do to recognize, okay, this is not self let's deal with this properly. And so that's ultimately what it's doing for something like HPV. Um, and I forgot your, the re you had some, you had a few questions in there regarding HPV. Yeah. I was just saying treatment wise. And um, I think the fear as well with HPV is that it can turn into cervical cancer down the line. Um, I don't mm -hmm. know if you have any statistics, but how likely is that to happen? And even with the HPV vaccine that they have, what are your thoughts on that? Or what have you seen um, to, to happen? Yeah, so the reason why it's scary for when they hear HPV and they also know that there is a link from certain strains of HPV to cervical cancer. And I think in, in America, like something like 260,000 um, women die of cervical cancer every year, which is far too many when there is this beautiful tool that can hopefully help, you know, decrease that, that likelihood. Um, <clears throat> but cervical cancer is, it usually takes a very long time to, to uh, develop. So it's not like as soon as, you know, 26 year old woman gets a diagnosed with HPV, maybe it's type 16 or 18, that is usually um, linked to cervical cancer. It doesn't mean that, oh, next year I'm going to have cervical cancer. It takes a long time. Usually women who are diagnosed are in their forties or fifties or later. So it is a very slow acting virus, which is great for us in trying to heal that area of the body. So I don't want women to think like, oh my gosh, I had, I didn't know it was linked to cervical cancer. Do I have cancer? Like don't rush into that sort of mentality. Um, think of it like a cold on your cervix. Like it, that's how common it is. And it's something like 80% of sexually active individuals will contract HPV at some point in their life. Meaning whether they know it or not, it's coming into their body and we can't feel our immune system like letting go or getting rid of a virus, but that's what it's doing. So 
upwards of 80%. So I don't want any woman listening to this to feel like they're alone. You are absolutely not alone. Um, and then as far as, as treatment, I already mentioned, obviously, AHCC is a great tool, but also, again, looking at lifestyle, looking at what am I putting in my body as food? Am I, am I gifting it natural, organic, whole foods to assimilate and to use the nutrients and to really build my tissues and give my body the best possible outcome for uh, nutrients and healing and everything like that? Or am I giving it processed sugar and canola and vegetable oil and all of these things? So that's really important to look at too. What are you gifting your body? It's not just supplements. It's not just medications. It's food. That's our ultimate form of medicine because we're doing it, you know, at least three times a day, every day. And then the other piece would be really, we've mentioned it a couple times on here, but the mindset piece of allowing your body to feel safe, to heal. A lot of women who come to me and drop into my DMs are like, oh my gosh, I'm freaking out. I don't know what to do. I'm desperate. I feel like I'm going to die. Like all of these very extreme charged, intense emotions for the body to feel. Maybe they're laying awake at night and they don't know what to do. They don't know where to start. That's a very scary place to be. And so one thing that I recommend for women, and I, I share about this in my course that's called Clear, it talks about you know these three pillars of really healing and addressing the body as a whole system, not just HCC education, but also we're looking at food as medicine, nutritional guidance, what foods to absolutely avoid at all costs and what, what foods to embrace. And then that third pillar is a mindset for healing. So are you getting into stillness every day and visually like picturing um, this, this virus being out of your body? How are you like loving and taking care of your body and embracing this body, this meat suit that is working so hard for you nonstop every day? Sometimes it just doesn't have the right tools. And that's where we can gift our body the right tools in combination with the mindset piece to really get to a place where your body feels safe and ready to release, to let go of this virus and to deal with it properly. I think it's amazing that you've created this resource and there's going to be hundreds, thousands of women, hopefully, that go through the course and find relief from this. And even just you talking today about HPV and dismissing the kind of um, the taboo nature of it and just explaining it in simple terms. I really appreciate it and all of the wisdom that you shared also on HCC today. I'm so excited to try it for myself. But before I let you go, Mimi, there's a few questions that I have for you personally. So very quick fire. What's something that you do daily to stay in hormonal harmony? So we've covered the HCC. I'm sure that's helping your hormones and your immune system and all of that. Is there anything else that you love to do? Yes, um, I drink uh, reishi king coffee. So it's reishi spores uh, mixed with organic coffee. And that's that's my coffee every day. Me I will too. say... Uh, Oh, oh, you do? Great. Um, bonus to that is I, I need sunlight every day. And just that it sort of induces this calm state, whether it's on the beach or, you know, just in a walk in the neighborhood is like being present, not having anything in my ears, just being listening to the sounds of the birds, the wind, um, you know, just nature in general, the, maybe the ocean waves, like just being in your body, feeling the sun on your skin, that it's like it's like a whole stack 
of benefits in yeah. one thing. It's like an immediate reset and yes. just cards your nervous system right down. Yep. What's your go-to breakfast if you're a breakfast person? Yes, I am. Um, so my breakfast is usually some combination of protein. I use uh, Keon and Organifi Protein, um, two different companies. And then um, oats, usually usually I'm eating breakfast after I've you know lifted weights and my body's in a state where it wants to you know grab onto some protein and some carbs. And um, so usually it's oats, protein, um, either soy or almond milk and um, some, some fruit in there and I just mix it up, maybe some chia seeds. And it, it's like this almost like gelatinous type of delicious chocolate or vanilla like pudding. Mm. Nice. And final question is where can people find more from you online? So your website and social media and also your podcast. Yeah. So online, I hang out on Instagram a lot. My handle is Mimi underscore the medicine and medicine is no E on the end. Um, and then my website is getmimifit.com. You can find, you know, uh, immune Intel HCC and some of the other things that we offer. And then also the, the course clear in the drop down menu, you'll see its own tab for if you want to learn more about that course. And then, um, yeah, the medicine podcast is my is my pride and joy, my baby and episodes drop every Monday. It's spelled M-E-D-I-C-I-N. And we focus on expansion for body, mind, and relationships. And I didn't share this uh, before when I was telling you my kind of backstory, but the man that I divorced three years later, after we both went through our rock bottom and clawed our way out <laughs> through this Grand Canyon of um, you know personal development, we actually organically got back together and we were these new beings. And He's in the other room now. So I'm I'm currently back with my ex-husband. We've been together for almost three years now in this part two, as we call it. So part of the medicine is also diving into relationship and conscious relationship and what that looks like to build a better um, partnership with your person. Love that. Such a beautiful ending to the podcast. And again, thank you so much for joining me today and educating on these two important, important subjects. And I, I love connecting with you. And thank you so much again. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was fun. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did and you would love a free copy of my hormone-friendly recipes guide, please leave me a rating and review and I will email you a copy as a thank you gift. All you need to do is screenshot your rating and review and send it to me at hormonesinharmony at gmail.com. This guide contains delicious gluten, dairy, grain and refined sugar-free recipes and all the meals contain specific hormone superfoods. Don't worry, there are no boring salad recipes included. Come and say hi over on Instagram at Viva Natural Health as I share a ton of free content every day and you can get to know more about me and how I stay hormonally healthy. If you haven't already, check out my website, vivanaturalhealth.co.uk, for my blog and many free guides which cover everything from clearing acne to gut health and hair loss. If you're ready to identify and address the root causes of your hormonal issues, whether that's acne, PMS, PCOS, hair loss or problematic periods, take that first step today and apply for an enrolment call on my website. We'll use this call to discuss the steps that you need to take in order to achieve hormonal harmony and how I could help you get there. See you back here next week for another episode.